We're going to turn now to Kelly. Kelly, how are you this morning? Very good. Thanks for being here. Thank you. So, Kelly, you have a, a story um, about your daughter, but let's talk a little bit about you uh, first. Are you originally from the Wall area? Or yes. Tell, tell us about yourself. I grew up in Wall, was gone for a few years in college, came back, married my husband, who we live out north of Quinn, which is about 15 miles away from Wall, and we have a cattle ranch and feedlot. Been married almost 36 years. Oh, married right here in St. Patrick's in awesome. Wall. Excellent. And five children, eight grandchildren, and a ninth one to make an appearance in January of 2020. Awesome. How many yes. boys, how many girls? Two sons, the oldest, and three daughters. And how yes. many grandchildren are? Okay, four and four right four now. Four. Oh. We're going to break the tie. <laughs> What's it going to be? Who's, who's going to go I ahead? I don't know. I My oldest grandson Teelan is hoping for the boys. The boys, so. yes. <laughs> Excellent. And one of your daughters actually is pursuing the religious life, right? Yes, she is. Can you talk to a little bit about just the joy in your heart for, for having a daughter pursuing that type of vocation? Yes. Um, in the beginning, you know, it was frightening, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. We weren't around religious here. We had never been around religious sisters. And so it's taken time, but as the time has gone on, the graces that have come to our family are hundredfold, as they say. And it has just brought all of us so much deeper into our faith, closer as a family. There's been some pain along the way, mm-hmm. you know, as we're being purified. Uh, just looking back and seeing, you know, how you raised your family prior to now knowing the truth of the faith and just seeing her witness, her throwing the little pebble into the pond and watching just by her example, yeah, the, the ripple. ripple, and it's like amazing. So it's just, a, it's a true gift. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. So which order is she discerning? What's your daughter's first name? Okay, her name is Krista, Krista. but it is now Sister Joan Colby. Okay, Sister Joan, okay. Yes, and she's with the Marian Sisters. Okay. In Lincoln, Nebraska, they are a Franciscan order, and they are the diocesan sisters of Lincoln, Nebraska. Yes. And so she's been there uh, how many years? She entered in September of 2013. It's hard to believe, you know, Mm -hmm. it's going on six years. So, yes. And so she's... uh, and this is it, for our listeners. Uh, it's been six years, but she's still discerning. Yes. Um, as as when with the li- religious orders and even the priesthood, mm-hmm. um, there is a discernment process right. to make sure you make sure this is right for you. Does she take uh, in two years? She take temporary vows, uh, final vows. Oh, it's her final vows in two yes. years. Yes. Yeah, okay. she's taken her first vows. Uh, they did one year postulancy. Mm-hmm. Then two-year novitiate period, where the first year is more cloistered and contemplative of the novitiate. Then the second year is more apostolic, since they are apostolic sisters. Mm -hmm. And then after that, which was in 2017, she did her first vows. Mm -hmm. And she just renewed, then they renew them every year up until final vows. So it's like an eight-year discernment and... You know, they you just think, oh, I want to be a sister. You just become one. No. Mm-hmm. And they want to make sure that mm-hmm. is the life for you. And they have spiritual direction, meet with their superiors. And it's every year they take that vow again, a temporary vow, until in 
let's see, it'd be 2021 when she'd do her final vows. Yes. So where is she at in the discernment process? Yeah. Well, it's like, I don't think there's a question. (laughs) She is solid on. Yeah. I just don't have any doubt. It's, and when you see her, you know, she's doing exactly, exactly what God asked her to do. And she figured that out, you know, on her own Mm -hmm. by herself and was just solid the whole way that this is, I'm being called, and this is what I am to do. So do you know uh, what drew her to the religious life? I I know that was a specific job, but (laughs) how did she she start going that direction? Well, she actually went to the University of Nebraska in Lincoln. And we're all jackrabbits here, Mm -hmm. okay? (laughs) (laughs) No Cornhuskers? Yeah, no, and we're like, why? Why do you want to go? I don't know. I just do. Mm -hmm. And... We're from South Dakota, Nebraska. We don't have reciprocity. We're like, that's going to be so expensive, you know. She applied and got a full scholarship to go to the University of Nebraska. And she got there and she got involved. They have an incredible Newman Center there. Mm -hmm. And there are sisters. There's like a dozen different orders in and around Lincoln, Nebraska. And she had become first time in her life that she had been around sisters and just kind of fell in love with their way of life. They came to the Newman Center, participated in, you know, Bible studies and just got to know them. And she started getting that call and she was like, I can't do that. I can't. They're habited traditional sisters. I can't wear that. And God's like, yes, you can. (laughs) And by Christmas of that year, her freshman year, she came home and told us she was being called. And we were like, what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Kelly Kirstead here at the Church of St. Patrick in Wall, South Dakota. It's Real Presence Live on the Road. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined with Executive Director Steve Splonskowski. Now, I, I want to pick back up on, on uh, this idea that the, it was a little... It was a little frightening to, to hear your daughter uh, come home and say that she thinks she might have a, a call to the religious life. And part of that is because uh, you weren't necessarily practicing your faith at that time, right? You know, we were coming to church, mm-hmm. um, that, but I would call us definitely, in the words of Teresa Tamio, cafeteria Catholics. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. so true. We go through the line at the cafeteria, and I, I, I like that. I'll have some of that, but that, mm, no, I can't do that. That's where we were. You know, it, we were living in the world, being of the world. You know, as a cradle Catholic, I often wonder, how did I miss that, you yeah. know? But I just think the world is such a tempting, has so many, t- you know, it yeah. just was drawing us away from the truth of our faith, you know, and looking back, you'd think, you know, that a sister would come from a super Catholic family. <laughs> but unfortunately, I can say, you know, we weren't that. And just through her witness, now she has drawn us so deep into our faith. Uh, we just can't get enough of it. We're on fire. Like I said, you know, there's been pain, too, because you look back and wish you would have done things differently, mm-hmm. you know, because I have children from 33 to 13, mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah. difference between the older kids versus younger, you know, mm-hmm. um, but just be thankful. Mm-hmm. This is my story, my journey, 
and I think it's supposed to be this way, you know, to help other people who you're Catholic, but you're just kind of there, and you yeah. don't really know why. But when you know why, and you know the Mass, you know why our church teaches what it teaches, it's just the puzzle pieces are just falling into place, and it's such a beautiful... Our faith is absolute. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a world of relativism, where your truth is whatever you want it to be, but the church stands as absolute, the teachings, and they're there for a reason. Jesus established it, and he put those truths there for our good, because yeah. he loves us so much. And to realize that, it's just like, wow. Right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, you talked about being a, a cafeteria Catholic, but obviously there must have been something there that, that drew your daughter's heart to Christ, right. you know, in, in the way that she was raised as as she grew up in, in the house. There's, right. there's got to be some comfort oh, in that, though, I, right? I think so. Yes, I have give a lot of credit to my Irish Catholic grandmother. <laughs> you know, at the time, we, we always, you know, didn't, I always wondered what she meant, but man, mm-hmm. do I get it now, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have a, Kelly, do you have a, you know, early on or maybe a specific story of something that uh, when your daughter mentioned it or something that, you know, something specific about the faith that, was there a, a, something that stands out? As a there really topic? is, I guess. Uh, she came, you know, had told us that she was discerning and she was home and we had our gift program here at the church where all the generations in faith together, all ages come together once a month on a Wednesday night. And as a freshman in college at the age of 19, she got up in front of all of her peers and talked about the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. And it came from her heart, you know, talking about how we can be as close to Jesus as Mary was. We get to receive him body and blood soul and divinity into ourselves and that we get to be as close to him as mary was when she carried him Mm. and i just she said that in front of her you know she just went all these peers young people and she was just shaking and crying she was like it was so real to her Mm. at that moment i'm like wow you know, it was just like an epiphany for me, you know, taking for granted our faith and seeing her yeah. just describe the Eucharist in that way. What was that like? What was it like to see your daughter just, just trembling and crying, just knowing the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist <laughs> has completely changed her life? I'm sure she wanted it yeah. to change your guys' exactly. lives Exactly. It well. was an absolute wake-up call, but it was, you know, and to just... uh yeah to just and it was just like this is and i we just dove in right there like this she's doing she is doing what god wants her to do we got behind her Hmm. all the way you know and it wasn't easy you know and we're leaving her there that day when she went entered wow that was a tough one but we knew that's where she needed to be it wasn't easy but through the graces of god he always the uh formations director their sister melissa told us he will give you the grace Hmm. and you stay close to him and pray and he will give you the grace you know we do miss her and it was you know it was it was like going through a grieving process we couldn't talk to her every day we hardly got to see her but we knew 
that is what God wanted her to do. So in a little way, we got to share just a teeny bit in sacrifice, like not even close, but what Mary did with her son. So we got to get a little teeny taste of what that is to sacrifice and give your daughter to him. Yes. What a great story, though, of time out. I mean, as, as a parent, too, we, we, we spend much time on our children trying to teach them things and then to have them come back and teach us. Exactly. It's like, what <laughs> yes. a beautiful gift. Yes. And success. What is success in the world? That was the first thing, you know, when we first were like kind of surprised by it. She was going to be a doctor. She was at UNL. She got a full scholarship. Weren't we just, you know... Mm-hmm. puffed up sure. <laughs> and then to be no success what is success in the world is to get to heaven mm-hmm. yeah. if we could all just understand that our lives are meant to get our families to heaven awesome. yes and for her to show us that it's wow a gift beyond so, so kelly if there's any uh, parents out there right now whose children are considering the uh, religious life and they're a little nervous about them about that, what what message would you share with them? Um, you know, in our especially in our society we live in today, the percentage of young people there's not many in the religious life. So I would say consider yourself b- beyond blessed if your child, you know, discerns to the religious life. And unfortunately, you know, in the convent where she is there's even a few of the younger sisters who have went in whose parents Mm. still are not Mm -hmm. happy about it and don't even want to talk to them or didn't come to their you know entrance mass and it's really sad you know Mm. just go with god god is has the plan and he if he's the one who called your child tell them to listen he you don't you do not know better than god yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> excellent well we're talking here this morning with kelly kerstead where we, we've been hearing a journey that she's been on through having a daughter that has been pursuing the religious life and in a couple of years will more than likely take her final vows now kelly we were, we were talking before the break about you know the joy in your heart and stuff like that but you've had some things to work through as as you have grown in your faith and and really come back to the faith can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, you know, uh, just becoming aware of the beauty of our faith uh, through my daughter and learning the truths of the faith and, you know, looking back and realizing that you didn't do the best job as a parent, you know, when your older kids were young and, you know, having to forgive yourself and of course, the divine mercy of Christ through the beautiful sacrament of reconciliation has helped me tremendously. And God forgives us, but we have to forgive ourselves too. So, you know, uh, through the sacrament of confession, that has really helped me, you know, because sometimes the voice of the evil one, you know, will come in and say, no, you're not worthy to do that. You were not a good follower of Christ so you shouldn't know you can't listen to that voice God uses everyone sometimes he uses people for example one of my great people that I think of is St. Paul look Mm -hmm. you know 
he was Saul. He persecuted Christians, murdered Christians. And then we know what happened to him on the road to Damascus, a complete conversion to become one of the voices of the Christian faith and spreading the gospel. And I'm like, okay, yeah, he can do it. I can do it, right? And just recently, there's a really good priest I know who... (laughs) I wonder who that is. (laughs) who told me, Kelly, read the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 1 through 4, where it says, Brothers and sisters, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us rid ourselves of every burden and sin that clings to us and persevere in running the race that lies before us while keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to do. Because it's beautiful divine mercy of Christ. We can all be forgiven and go on and lead the life that he wants us to lead. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Well, and, and you talked about earlier on the, on the other side of the break that you, you we're on a journey, right? And it's not our place to question where the Lord is leading us. And you're actually using your journey to, to give back and helping teach RCIA. Can mm-hmm. you tell us about that? Yes, uh, Father Timothy Hoig was here for a few years, and I actually assisted him for two years. And then I also took the basic VSI class, which is offered through our diocese, and it's an incredible learning experience for catechists in our diocese. I hope to go on to do the master's. It's two Mm. more years. Uh, I have friends who are doing it. I just kind of had to step away for a while, but I plan to go back, but just... When he left, he told me, Kelly, you can do this. So last year was my first year of doing it alone, and I had a good friend who came and helped me, Paula. And we didn't know if we'd have anybody. You know, our small parishes, we don't sometimes every year, but we had two ladies who wanted to join. Mm -hmm. And we went through RCIA, and it was just a beautiful gift to be able to you know, we share our faith and our stories with these two ladies, and they did join the church at Easter Vigil, and that grace was just beautiful to know that you could help somebody to come Absolutely. to the faith, and it was just a blessing, yes. Well, and even talking, Kelly, about your journey, and your journey back to the faith and deeper into the faith, I'm, I assume that you get the opportunity with those who are going through RC- RCIA to share that yes, with them. And, I do. <laughs> and that witness is very important. I mean, yeah. it's, it's one thing to say, yeah, I've always been a good Catholic, and so there's really been no conversion <laughs> in my life, which would be a lie for everybody. But yep. <laughs> but, but uh, still to be able to say, here's my journey. Um, right. And it's real. It is. And, and they, a lot of... And they, they're like, really? Are you kidding? I'm like, no, I am not kidding. <laughs> and so, like I say, then they're like, oh, well, you know, because I think we set that bar up there saying the church, you know, needs to be for holy people. Well, mm. none of us are. Yeah. You know, what is that saying about every saint has a past, every sinner has a future? Yep. Right. And isn't that the truth, you mm-hmm. know? And the church is a place for sinners. That's why I come every week. I need to hear his word, be fed by his word. I need to be physically be fed by his body and blood and keep him with me every moment of every day. 
and that's what our faith is. So Yeah, I know yeah. Archbishop Fulton Sheen tells the story of how people come up to him and say, oh, you people, you Catholics, you're all a bunch of heretics. And he said, come on and join us. There's room for one more. Exactly. <laughs> that's right. Join us. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to deny it. <laughs> yeah. I, I have lots of great advice for people on that I don't follow. So, I mean, that's, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, and the other thing is, you know, you talked about sharing your story. What more real this can you find than a, a story that comes from the heart and i can tell you share from the heart you know that that strikes people to the heart that mm-hmm. that that hits people where they don't want to be hit or where right. they don't know they need to be hit right right it's all humility isn't it to humble yourself yeah. before the lord and once you do your soul will be cleansed and it's an ongoing process as we all know but allow him to do that it's the greatest gift yes for sure awesome yes well kelly thank you for sharing your story and uh thank you for um supporting your daughter mm-hmm. uh how your other children how do they how do they respond to your daughter's oh, uh, vocation yes it's a gift for all of us hmm. she just my youngest is 13 um she was sister joan colby's 12 years older than her mm-hmm. Yes, and yeah, it was it was hard for her because they were really close. Um, so it, she really misses her. But what a gift! And when the sisters come or we go see her, and like they told us, and it's the truth, you're not losing a daughter, you're gaining forty two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> and they're not kidding. You know, I recently lost both my parents, and just one of the sisters came back and sang and. Was part, and then they all prayed for us, sent us cards, called us. Mm. I mean, just every time anything in our family, you know, I have three biological daughters, but I have 42 more spiritual daughters, yeah. and they are praying for <laughs> us, and we feel those prayers, and it's just a gift. And every time we go there, you know, I uh, the first time I ever went, I was scared. Yeah. <laughs> like, whoa. We go there now, and they're all laughing and hugging us, and how are you? You know, oh, that's beautiful. and it is. They are just our family, so it is such a gift, such a gift. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks, Kelly, again for being on with us and for sharing your story. I, I just always love this idea of sharing people's stories because you never know who's listening who just needs to hear your story. Mm-hmm. So thank you for being willing to, to come on and share that. You're very welcome. It's a joy. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you.